0: Welcome to the Science of Confidence podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things confidence to give you the edge, hear the latest science on confidence and how you can apply it, hear life insights from today's best minds on the subject, and interviews with highly confident individuals to uncover secrets to exceptional confidence. In this episode, I share the four types of confidence that we all experience from time to time throughout our lives. And for various activities, I share aspects of each confidence type, and what makes each different from the others. If you have ever wondered why you had more confidence when you were younger, or why some professionals ooze confidence while others don't, or why you have very high confidence in some specific tasks and not in others, this podcast will start to reveal the reasons. For this episode you may be able to identify what type of confidence you have with a given activity and start to discover what you need to do further to increase your confidence. Let's dive in. There are four types of confidence and we will go through each type during this episode. The confidence types are primal, informed, expert and champion. What is important to share here? is that the type of confidence you have does not limit the level of confidence you're able to achieve in a given situation. I'll say this again. The type of confidence you have does not limit the level of confidence you're able to achieve in a given situation. Your confidence type could be primal, and you could have a very high level of confidence in a given situation. More so, perhaps, even than expert or even a champion confidence. So then, you might ask, why would I be interested in advancing from primal to a champion confidence? The difference between the confidence types is what I will call confidence resilience. It is your ability to maintain a high or very high level of confidence in the event of high or extreme situation variability and your ability to regain high or very high level of confidence After experiencing an adverse scenario, I'll say this again as well. The difference between the types of confidence we have is in your ability to maintain a high or very high level of confidence in the event of high or extreme situation variability, and your ability to regain high or very high confidence after experiencing while experiencing an adverse scenario. Let's look at an example to explain the four confidence types. And I'll use scuba diving as an example. Let's say that you've just completed your beginner's scuba diving course and go out with a group for a boat dive. You jump in the water and are feeling really confident. You've just learned how to dive. So of course you know it all. The temperature is warm, The sun is shining, the water is clear, there's a great vibe on the boat, all the gear is in good working order, and the instructors have shared that this will be an easy dive with lots of great things to see. You are feeling really confident, but the reality of the matter is, while you have learnt how to dive, you have not learnt in a detailed way how to handle situations that are not normal or dangerous. That is, you don't have confidence of one who is well-informed. And you have not experienced a wide range of situation variability over many hundreds or thousands of dives. You have not experienced dangerous or unusual conditions. You don't have the confidence of one who is an expert. Champion confidence we will come back to. So let's go back to the dive. You have just learnt to dive and are on your first dive after the course, and you're feeling confident. You have a primal confidence. As you are diving, you go and look under a big rock. An eel darts past, and it surprises you. And in moving away, you get your gear caught on the rock. You look up and see that your group is a little way off, and you start to panic. You wrestle with your gear to get it clear of the rock and do so, and then you swim as fast as you can Back to the group, you use up lots of air, and when you get to your group, you are low on air, and the instructor takes you to the surface where you finish your dive safely while the rest of the group carries on diving. Your confidence is shaken, and while the rest of the group had a great time, you are thinking maybe you are not such a good diver, and diving may not be for you. You decide not to dive for a little while, which turns into a few years. Now let's look at the situation again, if you have informed confidence. You've completed your dive master course, covering all the diving knowledge that allows you to be a paid diver or a professional diver. You've done a number of dives and learnt a lot on how to handle different situations, dangerous and unusual, both for yourself and other divers. You go on the same dive, you look under the big rock, you see the eel dart past, become surprised and again get your gear caught. You calmly remove it from the rock as you have learned how to do this and you've learned how to manage your breathing underwater. You look up and you see your group a little way off but you don't panic. You know you can swim calmly and catch up and if there are any emergencies on route, You know how to return to the surface safely and by yourself. You catch up with the group and enjoy the rest of the dive, reflecting after the dive how you might avoid getting gear caught next time. But your confidence is good, and you confidently dive the same site the next day without issue, hanging back just a little from the same rock to avoid getting caught by it just in case the eel comes past again. And you signal to the others, if you do see the eel, to share with them that there's an eel there. Now, let's have a look at the same situation from the lens of someone with expert confidence. You've completed your instructor's course, which is more advanced than the dive master course. And you've done over 1,000 dives in the past few years. You have both the knowledge for how to handle different situations, dangerous and unusual, and have also experienced a wide range of dangerous and unusual situations. You go on the same dive Are near the front of the group and look under the big rock. You see the eel dart past, become surprised, and get your gear caught. You calmly and quickly remove it from the rock, as you've done this a few times before. Not the same place, but you have had to get your gear caught. You look up and see others in the group steal near you, and you rejoin the group straight away, not using any additional air to catch up. You finish the dive feeling great, and have a laugh about that eel that surprised you, and dive the same location the very next day, and you do so with a lot of confidence. And yet with a suitable level of caution when looking under the rock for the eel. And if you see it, You actively seek to show it to the other divers. So as you can see from these three examples, whether you start out with primal, informed or expert confidence, you may have a high level of confidence as you start the dive. The difference in the types of confidence comes down to your ability to handle situation variability and also the time it takes for you to recover from the scenario. So how does someone with champion confidence behave in this scenario? Let's go back to it. You have a champion confidence. You've completed your instructor's course, have logged over 1,000 dives in the past few years, and you have been focused on your mindset and beliefs and may have established rituals associated with working through challenging circumstances. You go on the same dive with a calm yet focused mindset. Some may know this as the state of flow, perhaps best defined in the excellent book titled Flow, The Psychology of Optimal Experience by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. You are near the front of the group and look under the big rock. You see the eel diet past and become thrilled at seeing the eel and look up to signal for others to show them the eel. You don't get your gear caught. The group all has a look for the eel And you help position them so that they don't get their gear caught while they're looking under the rock. You continue on with the dive and finish the dive feeling great and sharing in the excitement with the other divers on seeing the incredible eel. And dive the same location very confidently the next day and do the same thing again. In the first three examples, you may have noticed that when the divers saw the eel, they reacted by being surprised. Being surprised is perhaps what led to the reaction movement that led to the gear getting caught and subsequently to the responses that led to the various dips in confidence. The fourth example, the champion confidence, has no dip in confidence and their behavior on the following dive is the same as the prior. So not only is there no dip, but their confidence returns well has nowhere to, has no need to return it is already at that maintained high confidence level as you reflect deeper on this you may start to consider that one can have champion confidence without the same confidence as one who is informed or the same experience as one with expert confidence and this can be true If we replay each of the scenarios, and in each scenario the diver does not get surprised by the eel, but is instead thrilled, their confidence will continue to be at very high levels throughout and onto the next dive. This is a relatively simple example. In situations that are more complex and with more variability, the probability of being able to maintain high confidence levels without the knowledge or experience becomes very small let's have a look at the four types of confidence in more detail firstly primal this is often what we think of as the confidence of youth or the confidence of ignorance you don't know don't consider or discount the possibility of what negative scenario may occur and you don't know the best ways to deal with one, if it were to arise. Your confidence comes from ignorance, which is also commonly present in your youth. Primal confidence has a simple requirement to achieve it, that is, ignorance and or youth. The time to achieve this level of confidence is often immediate, but also, If you have high confidence through ignorance and or youth, you have also likely been kept within safer environments where your ignorance can be maintained over a number of years. If you have been in a couple of car crashes as a passenger when in your youth, you may not have the same primal confidence as your friend who has not experienced any car crashes when you both start to learn to drive. Thus I suggest that the primal confidence exhibited is developed generally through years of youth and or ignorance in a given area or over your life. Secondly, informed. This could be defined as the confidence of learners, the book smart, but also you will have some, but not a lot of experience. You have learned and understood through practice what may go wrong in a situation. You may consider it prior to or during an activity or situation, although if you have not experienced it in your limited time, you are likely to discount the possibility of it occurring or the impact of it to you and or to others. A good example here is the confidence you would have if you were a car driver who has recently completed an advanced driving or defensive car driving course. You know what to do and how the car should handle in an adverse situation and you have practised the actions in a controlled environment. You have limited or maybe no experience in adverse situations outside of a controlled environment. Another example here is where you may have attempted a negotiation and conflict resolution course and practised with colleagues and the instructor. You understand what you should do and how to respond to various negotiation tactics, so you are informed. But you have limited experience outside of the practice in a controlled or low complexity environment. You are confident, and rightly so, after the course because of your knowledge and understanding of how to deal with various scenarios. To achieve this confidence type, you need teachers, and you also need observation opportunities both you observing others going through the challenging situations and also others to observe your actions and behaviour, so you can be more and more informed. Depending on what the activity is, the time period to peak with an informed confidence type may be from days through to years. The third confidence type is expert. This is perhaps the easiest to understand. This is the confidence of the experienced. This is the confidence that you have When you have spent hundreds or thousands of hours in a given situation or undertaking a specific activity. This is the confidence you have when you both understand the various negative situations that can arise and have also experienced some of those negative situations playing out and have had to deal with them and overcome them. Using the driving example, this is where you are a driver who was undertaking the Advanced Driving Skills or Defensive Driving Skills course and also had to use the skills in a real-world and real-life event over the course of driving for hundreds or thousands of hours. You know about the negative situations that could arise, you consider them, you don't discount the possibilities, and you know how to react in the situation. And you may have improved on this over time through self-reflection and being placed in the same type of scenario and responding in better and better ways. Thus, this confidence type requires numerous and varied situations to be encountered by you and also time to reflect on the past and on what you could do better. This confidence type is not achieved in days. It requires at minimum weeks that is, if the activity is very intense during this time, perhaps, for example, a military deployment or an intense sporting competition. Generally, this requires years of time to pass while more and more experience is gained for a given situation or activity. The fourth confidence type is champion. Conceptually, this is easy to understand as well. This is the confidence of champions. And really, it is all about the champion mindset. You have the knowledge and experience, and this confidence type is what sets you apart from your colleagues who may also have the knowledge and experience. This is the confidence that provides you with the winning edge. A great example is in tennis competitions, where two players have comparable knowledge and experience and one has a superior confidence to take more advantageous and risky shots to win the game over a series of hours. This confidence type is also a wild card. You can obtain elements of it, or a small burst of it, which provides you with a confidence edge as compared to those who are at any other confidence type, be it expert, informed, or primal. That is, you may have both primal confidence and small bursts of champion confidence, which may allow you to operate at a champion level and win or succeed in a situation despite multiple setbacks and substantial complexity. That is, you have confidence beyond your knowledge and experience for a limited time. This, I suggest, is why in some limited circumstances you hear of or are personally able to achieve an outcome far beyond... What is anticipated? Conceptually, this is the young entrepreneur with no business knowledge or experience who goes on to quickly generate value for others and wealth for themselves. Or it's the inexperienced doctor who, in this case, has informed confidence, but who is also able to accomplish an incredible surgical success in a situation far beyond their experience. The champion confidence type requires the seeding and development of empowering beliefs. It requires clear thinking, mental resilience, often pre-activity practices. Think of the motions many sports stars make before perhaps taking an important shot in a game. These requirements need to be practiced regularly and embedded over years, and with the focused effort to further develop them As this practice is often not seen by others and not spoken about by those who have it or develop it, those who have this confidence type often have it attributed by others to the success that the confidence enables. What is important to point out is that the initial accomplishment of the individual is most often made possible because they had the champion confidence in the first place and not the other way around. Now there are always exceptions, but this is a good point to consider on your own confidence journey. The best thing about this confidence type, the champion confidence, is that you are able to apply the insights on the development of this confidence in parallel to or independent of any specific learning or experience activity. That is, this confidence development is not sequential The next best thing may be that you can learn to apply small aspects of the champion confidence type over short periods to benefit in the short term with a given scenario that you are facing or about to face. For example, let's say that someone with a champion mindset holds certain beliefs that allows them to be confident when they have just failed in an early round of negotiations and allows them to then still get a great negotiated outcome in subsequent negotiation rounds. You too can hold those beliefs for a short period so you can also accomplish a great outcome. The difference is, one with a true champion confidence holds their beliefs in their subconscious mind, where you will hold yours only in the conscious mind. As such, if the current situation becomes more adverse or more complex, you are likely to revert to your subconscious beliefs and act accordingly. That is, not as a champion. Perhaps the third best thing is that you can achieve the champion confidence faster in today's world due to our collective access to champions in society. That is, we are able to observe and able to hear from them directly on how they have established their own confidence and hear them share the way that they think, which we've never had the same access to previously in history. The summary for today's podcast is, there are four types of confidence that we experience over our lives and in given situations, being primal, informed, expert and champion. We can all experience high levels of confidence in any of the four confidence types that is equal to any other, when a situation is neutral or favourable. The difference between the types of confidence lies in your ability to maintain that high level of confidence in the face of adverse and increasingly complex situations before, during and after the situation passes. Champion confidence is the wildcard type that can give you the edge across any confidence you have, and we are able to establish a champion's confidence more quickly now than in the past. However, each confidence type takes a long time to truly embed. In the next episode, I will share how each confidence type is impacted by situational elements, from scientific laws to engineered solutions in our environment, to both human and animal performance and behaviour. I will also share three strategies for developing your confidence so that you can achieve the confidence outcome that you want. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. Do subscribe to my podcast channel if you haven't already, The Science of Confidence. And I look forward to sharing a whole heap more insights on confidence with you on the next episode to give you the edge.